Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 114th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. And today I have a hand from deep in a $5,000 buy-in World Series of Poker event I played last year. Uh, player Under the Gun is a very good, aggressive player. Certainly incredibly creative. So keep that in mind as we move forward. Blinds are 10,000, 20,000. We have 130,000 in the big blind. The loose aggressive player from first position makes it 45,000 at 10,000, 20,000 out of his 200,000 stack. So he, actually, sorry, 2 million stack. We have 1.3 million. He has 2 million. There we go. Got it right. Um, so folds around to me. I'm going to be defending the big blind with a seven suited pretty much every time. And we are incredibly deep stacked here. So we're happy to see a flop. Of course, we could be a very, very dominated, but I think defending is perfectly fine. So flop comes jack, nine, five, two diamonds, one spade. So I have a backdoor flush draw, an overcard, and a backdoor straight draw. So we have all of the bad draws. <laughs> this hand is probably just good enough to stick around. If this hand was more like king high or queen high or 10 high, I think I would be check raising this flop. So I, I checked, he bet 35,000 into the 127,000 pot. So a pretty small bet. What does this small bet mean? It is really, really, really difficult for me to know because, like I said, our opponent is a very good creative player. He's not like a bad creative player who tries to do things on a blatantly obvious level. He will mix it up very well and make things tough on you. So when he bets 35,000, it means something, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> so what should I do with this ace high? I think either calling or raising are fine options. If I do call with it, I'm likely going to consider turning it into a bluff by the river, though, to try to get him off of his ace-kings. So I do check call, turns a five, offsuit five, complete blank. I'm probably check folding the turn if he bets again. So I check and he bets 60,000. So as I said, check folding here is probably a fine line. However, this is a weekly poker hand. So we're going to do something creative. <laughs> um, this is a scenario where he almost never has a five. Even though he is loose, aggressive, and creative, He's not going to show up with too many fives raising under the gun. However, I will be defending a lot of the fives from the big blind. I'm going to have a lot of the X5 suiteds, you know, probably. If I'm sitting here with Jack 5 suited, I'm defending the big blind. So I could really have the full range of five with a, uh, five with a suited, hand, suited hand. What am I trying to say? X5 suited or 5X suited, however you want to say it. A hand with a five that's suited. I could have all those. I could have ace five offsuit. I could have five four offsuit, six five offsuit. So I could have all of those. So knowing that, should I turn this hand into a bluff? And I don't really know what the right answer is. He may decide to call me, assuming that most of my check raising range is either a five or a draw. So if he can beat all the draws, he's going to stick around a lot of the time. But I think he views me as a player who is generally in line. And whenever someone views you as generally in line, that's a really good time to get out of line. And it's kind of hard to know what people assume you're going to do, especially if you are a obviously competent young kid, right? I mean, it's not like I am a tight old guy yet. <laughs> Give me a few more years. If, if you're a tight old guy and you look like a tight old guy and you play like a tight old guy, you should just be bluffing every chance you get especially against players who are going to assume you're a tight old guy. I don't really know what this specific player assumes about me. He probably assumes I'm you know, good enough, but I don't know if he thinks that I am incredibly creative. So when I check raise here, he may make my range exactly fives or and maybe some really good draws. 
And if he puts me on that range, he really cannot continue with very much at all. So that's obviously the best case scenario for me. He did bet 60,000 on the turn into the 197,000 pot. So again, a fairly small bet. And I decided to make it 150,000. And this is what I would do if I had a five, or at least what I would want to do if I had a five. So for that reason, I think bluffing in this scenario is pretty sweet. And if he does call me on the turn, I think I'm probably going to go for it on the river with not a gigantic bet, but a reasonable bet, probably a bet of about two thirds pot. I think that's going to be exactly what I would do if I had a five to try to get value from an overpair or from a jack. And for that reason, I think I can get away with that with this hand. I, I think that this bluff is too loose. I just want to make that clear that I don't think I need this hand in my check raising range. But this is a very exploitative play. I think I have a pretty good read of what my opponent thinks about me. He thinks I'm a tight old guy. And if he thinks I'm a tight old guy, I think I can get away with this a decent amount of the time. So let's see if it works. It does. And I actually remember this hand. He sat and thought about this for something like four minutes <laughs> before finally folding. And maybe not four minutes, maybe two minutes. A pretty good amount of time. And I think if you just do not generally take somewhat aggressive lines, people will give you credit. That's what it amounts to. And if I had the image of an older guy, I think I'd get away with this kind of thing way more often. So if you have that image, do not be afraid to get out of line and exploit it. We actually talk about this kind of thing a decent amount in Excelling at No Limit Hold'em. If you have not checked out that book, it is my best-selling book. It is with 17 other world-class poker professionals and authors, and people are loving it. You can check out Excelling at No Limit Excelling and No Limit Hold'em. There we go. And all of my other books at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash books. Also, there are a lot of free webinars going on with Excelling at No Limit Hold'em. All the authors are teaching you some of their skills that make them some of the best in the world. So make sure you do check that out. You can get the webinars at holdembook.com. So thank you very much for watching. I appreciate it. I hope you crush your games this week. I'll be back next week with another episode of Weekly Poker Hand.